0: Welcome to YourCast, how to podcast brought to you by Blue Microphones. I'm David Savage, founder and editor of long-running technology podcast, Tech Talks. I've published over 250 shows, reaching around 10,000 listeners a month on a minimal budget. And in this show, I talk to other showrunners and producers and find out how and why they put together the content that they do. It's recorded on the Blue Yeti X, anywhere and everywhere, as you'll discover through the series, and it's edited on free software. So listen to the show. And why not go and create your own content? Today is the sixth and final episode of YourCast, the series we've brought to you in association with Blue Microphones. And we're talking to the co-hosts, three of them, of What Comes Next. Why have I chosen What Comes Next? Because What Comes Next is a podcast all about science fiction becoming reality. And I am a massive... I would want to say closet, but it's not so closet and my wife despairs, but a massive nerd who loves science fiction stories. So whether it's Arthur C. Clarke, Isaac Asimov, Robert Heinlein, I've always been fascinated by science fiction. And if you look at Star Trek back in the 60s, actually it's a great precursor to some of the technology that we actually use today. And the whole point behind the podcast is to look at science fiction and to work out where the world's going. So that's the reason behind their podcast. It's a really fun and engaging conversation. Bit different having four people on a podcast remotely. But uh, do enjoy it and thank you for tuning in and listening to your cast. On today's show, I'm joined by Amy, Rob, and Kwaku from the What Comes Next podcast. Good evening. It is it is getting on for evening now, so I appreciate you all taking the time to to dial in and talk to me.
1: Thank you very much. I have a very busy schedule otherwise.
0: <laughs> I, should, <laughs> I shouldn't. Yeah, well, there is that. I mean, yeah, plenty to do in the evenings. I mean, I shouldn't make the <laughs> assumption that you're all in London, but I I have made the assumption that you're all in in London or the UK <laughs> at the least.
2: You've assumed correctly with me, for sure. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Fair enough. Look, um, your show is reasonably new. You're you're beginning to get to the point where you've you've got a bit of a portfolio and back catalogue. But if people haven't heard of what comes next, what is the show? What's it all about?
1: Yeah, so we are a podcast that is primarily here to interview people who are doing just really cool things um, that are going to affect the way our future the existence of our future basically so all the kind of interesting things that you have read about or seen in science fiction that's these are the people who are doing those things Um, so we've spoken to people who train surgeons using vr we've spoken to um, people who are like creating cities out of holograms um, algorithms that replace drugs uh, all kinds of really interesting things
0: I think the reason that the show kind of appealed to me, it, it's off camera, so you, we're recording with cameras going. Obviously, this is audio when it goes out, but just <laughs> out of sight, I have uh, three shelves full of Asimov, Arthur C. Clarke, yes. Heinlein. Uh-
1: <laughs> the real <laughs> um, classics. Oh, yeah, uh,
0: and, and others as well. But I, I, I adore sci-fi. I always have a massive geek. More of a mm. Trekkie than I am a Star Wars fan. But it's fun to see these technologies that you kind of see on screen, now beginning to actually be realized um and i suppose you know right from that tradition of star trek with its communicator through to the mobile phone and and tricord is almost kind of coming to fruition and and whatnot but there's so much more to it right and it, it must be such rich pickings for you
3: this is um i was always uh, asking me recently if i could just describe the show and my response was And I'm a big Star Trek fan too, by the way. So uh, absolute props there. My response is basically all those technologies that you thought were just wild and wonderful as a kid. Well, a bunch of people out there are really smart and they're making all of them happen and you get to speak to them. And I just thought, I mean, that's the kind of what's so exciting, I think, just in terms of the interview. It's just like you say, talking to these people, there's a lot behind it. There's a lot of intelligence and ambition. um, But what's happening out there is real and it's all coming down the pike.
0: So what what are the roles that the three of you play behind the scenes on the show?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, well, Rob is our producer. Uh, so he he's our guy who's kind of, uh, he's doing all the editing and making us sound smarter than we actually are. Um, Kweku, uh at the very beginning, Kwaku was pretty instrumental in getting a lot of our guests on because he has a relationship with a lot of the people that we were working with. And I, I don't really know what my role is behind the scenes. I think I just... Uh,
0: your front of house, yeah. so to speak.
1: For sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I mean, it's interesting because lots of podcasts start as one person with a bit of a passion project, and mm. certainly for my own show, it was that. And then, kind of, a team was built around it as I kind of ran into challenges. But how how did what was what was the concept behind what comes next initially? Or who had the idea, and then how did you go? You know, what we love these kind of conversations, and a podcast is is the right channel to have those in.
2: Um, yeah, so it, it's kind of a funny one. Um, Amy and I were actually talking about um, starting a podcast many, many moons ago. Um, and with our day jobs, we we were in touch with some fantastic innovators, right? It was kind of a uh, an idea that was sat right in front of us for a very long time that it really took Rob joining the company to turn this thing into reality. And um, when the three of us spoke about it then... It really kind of built up momentum on its own very, very quickly. We started to think about what kind of guests we would want on. The three of us would always speak about, you know, technical innovation. We'd, we'd chat about sci-fi philosophy, and we all had very different um, manners of questioning that we kind of brought to the table. Mm. And so, when we got our first guest in front of us, it really, as I say, just picked up its own momentum, and and, and it took off from there. I think we had our first. Six or seven guests booked up um right around the time of our first recording. So yeah, it, it kind of felt right when it when it got going.
0: But why a podcast? I mean, I know they're vogue. I know everyone's kind of very excited now to create podcasts and you know we we're we're very familiar with them. But equally there is video out there and there are different mediums that play well on different on different platforms. What was it about audio that really sprung and and stood out to you?
1: I think um Podcasting is uh, is an incredibly personal form of media consumption. And for me as a listener, one of the things I love the most about podcasts is the ability to just f- the, uh, find anything you're interested in. And there's there's something out there that you can engage with and you can kind of pick and choose. I mean, I know there are a lot of podcasts now that have like a serial element to them. But for the most part, you can pick and choose the bits that you're interested in. Um, and and kind of listen when you feel like it. So for an in-depth conversation, which was what we were aiming to do, it felt like a really interesting way to offer that. Um, And the the other thing is the flexibility. So people can listen to a podcast when they are on the bus, when they are walking around the supermarket, when they're uh, you know, standing in a queue for something, it, it doesn't require you to watch like a video does, mm. um, or even have an internet connection. So it's, it's, it just, it just felt like a, a good medium to use.
0: And Rob, you seem to be the kind of the, the catalyst for this happening. Had you, <laughs> had you done a podcast series before? Is that where you picked up production skills or is this something that you've had to learn on the hoof for this show?
3: yeah, more or less learn on the hoof. We did some experimenting with a few other shows, which are which are very different. Um. And, and this was the kind of the first idea that stuck. And I think a lot of podcasters will kind of resonate with the fact that you're interested in the medium, you kind of know what sort of stories you want to tell, but when you hit on a really good idea, it kind of just takes off like you said, it just it just has its own momentum. And so once we had that, yeah, it was very much me sort of uh, going on YouTube, looking up kind of blogs, just okay, how do you put a podcast together? How do you do sound editing? And it was, yeah, for us kind of more or less learning from scratch, which is a really fun challenge because on the one hand, you have a podcast about technology, and tech your technology and all the things that surround that and then you're also kind of at the same time learning about a different kind of technology and the science around that too so that was a really fun kind of dual challenge for me
0: did you have any assumptions about making a podcast that might have initially held you back or, or that you had to overcome
3: uh, yeah definitely uh, being honest that uh, if i put it out there people would listen in their droves um <laughs> which, you know i think as we all know podcasting is it's a fantastic medium but it's a very busy medium Um, there are a lot of shows out there. Many of them are very good and a lot of good shows that don't get that many listeners. And so I think just the amount, I didn't realize the amount of effort you, you kind of put in just to get people that would be interested in your show in the first place, just to kind of reach them. Um, so that was a big, uh, surprise, I think
0: what what have you found that that's worked is it is it social or is it i mean we've we've had other people on this series we had secret leaders and they were talking about the value of of quirky artwork you know and they've they've had people kind of create really interesting artwork that's just stood out is there, is there anything that you've kind of gone oh hang on a minute this this has attracted people and, and and kind of got got us noticed
3: yeah i think the two biggest things there isn't that we've never really found a kind of silver bullet for okay let's do this thing and that's just uh, instantly proved or instantly delivered a lot of success the two things that we've done that work really well i think one is just engaging with the podcasting community generally like it's just a it's a very supportive group of people people are really willing to offer advice um you know obviously we're uh being interviewed for another podcast right now there's just a lot of kind of collaboration and kind of community spirit and the other thing is just trying to really engage with our key audience which is people who like technology and obviously people who like technology are very active on things like social media um following accounts posting about things they find interesting and i think really that's just a been a a fantastic way to find people who we think might be interested in the kind of stuff we're talking about
0: so aside aside from just the technical aspect you mentioned there that you kind of went on on youtube rob and kind of did some some kind of self-explanatory kind of right this is how we do x y and z sound quality yep fine but amy and quaker you're you're kind of booking guests you're interviewing guests where did you go for advice with that because it's one thing having a conversation with someone but you know amy we 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 hit record record here and you have run a podcast for a little while now and yet you still get that slight oh hang on we're recording now so yeah how did you kind of learn the art of hosting a show
1: um very flattered that you think i've learned the art of hosting a show. <laughs> um, okay, learning, <laughs> Um So for me, gen- genuinely, it was a lot of just Googling. So there was a, a, a day um, a couple months back where I was literally on my computer Googling, how do I interview someone? Um, and just kind of like watching YouTube videos that people had made on um, like everything from really obvious things like know who you're interviewing and just have done a little bit of research all the way through to more subtle things that you can do. Like, um, I can't even think of any of them right now. Things like using people's names. Um, there's, there's like skill in all of that. So just Googling that. Um, the other thing that I found really useful is, uh, listening to some podcasts that I respect with a more critical ear. So kind of instead of just listening for the content, which is how I would listen before I now listen to the interviewer and I Mm -hmm. think, well, how are they extracting that? Or how are they telling this story? What is how are they choosing to um, I guess produce this episode, um, and I found that really useful.
0: And Quakey, it was you that had those original contacts, I suppose, in terms of the guests. So the other the other question Ooh. is, of, of of course, how do you know who's going to be interesting? Is it as simple as we find them interesting? So let's hope other people do, or is there more science to it?
2: I guess we um, we have this idea that all of us kind of came together and, and thought about which was if we feel like we can uh, deliver an episode where one wow moment is taken away from it. So something is spoken about uh, on the podcast that is going to illuminate somebody's understanding of an area of tech. And they could say that around a dinner table and people would, almost be like unbelieving in what they'd heard, that is a good guess for us. And we've been really lucky because, you know, some of the companies that we're dealing with are up to all sorts of fantastic stuff. And if you, you know, that's one of the benefits of podcasting is you have enough time to really delve into some of the kind of nooks and crannies of a given industry that people just wouldn't know about or wouldn't think about. And that's where you find these kind of light bulb moments, these these wow moments from these amazing founders.
0: So how did you guys come to, together to work on, on a format? For for me, over the years, the format's evolved, um, and it's very much been an accidental thing to kind of go, oh, hang on a minute, Well, we've, we've got to have these components, so this is what the format is. Have you kind of stumbled acro- across a format, or did you kind of set out going, you know what, having listened to these shows, this is what we'd like to replicate in some way?
3: Yeah, I think it was... It just I think it was the first step was kind of understanding kind of what components we wanted, right? So we knew that fundamentally it was going to be based around interesting interviews with people doing just wild stuff with technology. So we knew that had to be kind of the bulk of the episode were these kind of, you know, quite casual, quite relaxed, free-flowing exchanges with, with these people. But then the other part is that because podcasting is such an intimate medium, we wanted guests to be able to get to know us. So we knew we had to have a decent amount of airtime where it was just the three of us kind of exploring who we are sharing interests, delving into what the guests but uh kind of spoke about explaining kind of our views and our opinions because it's a really opinionated space we're talking about in broad strokes the future of humanity right we and we have a lot of strong opinions about that um and so we needed to be able to kind of air those and to bring people along with us so people didn't just listen to one episode about biotech because they're in the biotech space we want them to listen to kind of each episode to learn more about who we are and that's where we've kind of reached what is a decent sort of balance of maybe sort of 70% interview 30% back and forth my guess is over time we'll have a bit more back and forth as we feel a bit more kind of you know comfortable bringing who we are to the fore and and kind of exploring more of that and becoming more opinionated and maybe a bit more arrogant too which I think is good fun for a show Um, (laughs) but I think that's kind of where we ended up and that's why we kind of got there
1: we're still experimenting with the format too. Like we've we've done a couple of bonus episodes where we do um, like a little game. We called it "Next or Not." Mm-hmm. Um, we've done some these episodes we're doing with Microsoft AI for Good right now is another example of a different style format. Um, so we're still playing with it. Yeah, but it's important
0: to keep to keep the show evolving and refreshing, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Out
0: of interest, did you have a view on on seasons or how regular to have the show? uh you know you look at a number of different podcasts and they they all take different approaches to this
3: yeah we 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 kind of looked at everything i think uh so we we uh, publish episodes every two weeks or every every sort of other thursday effectively um so that was kind of one capacity of you know what do we have time to produce when we also have day jobs and the other thing is when you're dealing or when you operate in the world of kind of cutting edge technology things change really quickly and so, in the sort of you know weekly repetitive episodes or biweekly repetitive episodes versus seasons, in seasons actually, you can have quite a long time between the initial recording interview and then actually finally putting out an episode. And in that time, a company could do something completely different, a company could go bust, a company could be uh, could put out a technology that you didn't talk about on the show. So we really wanted to kind of narrow that window and that turnaround time, and and that's why sort of every two weeks made the most sense.
0: No, look. Obviously, at the minute, circumstances have forced us to record episodes in in a particular way. But when you have the freedom of choice, how do you choose to record? What's what's the setup, or you know, actually, does this work for you, regardless of whether or not we're in lockdown?
3: Yeah, in our sort of natural environment, is we have a a a small recording area where we can fit four of us around a table, and being Mm -hmm. in person just adds a lot of kind of chemistry and dynamism, I think, to the conversations. Um, But no, I think this works really well. I think yeah, we would probably choose to be in person because it just adds a certain something to the conversations. But I think it's working really well. We've made the the adjustment nicely. And I think, actually, it's added this dimension that because it is this kind of intimate medium, I'm recording in my bedroom right now, right? This is a very intimate mm-hmm. space. But at the same time, that kind of, for me, makes me feel I can bring more of myself to to the podcast. It's made it, in, in a way, more of a pet project. Um, I don't know what you guys think.
2: I, I was just going to um, add to that. I think that... Um... Recording from home is fine. I do prefer to um, be around the table with people if at all possible. One of the questions that we ask uh, all of our guests before they come uh, and visit the studio is, what would you like to drink? Would you like beer, wine, or coffee? And I think there's certain guests that that has given a really good inclination of what kind of vibe this interview is going to have. And we've seen the direction of those conversations actually kind of take a certain tilt um for, from that and that's been fun to explore as well
1: we also get really annoyed when we've stopped recording and then we have an amazing conversation and we're like why do we <laughs> stop recording that's so annoying
0: yeah out of interest when you say studio are we talking about a studio or are we talking about a table with some mics rigged up
1: table we're Talking with about a, yeah. <laughs> table a meeting with room that we uh that we've uh just stolen
0: (laughs) why not um look what what are the goals for the podcast do you have goals does it matter to have a goal for the podcast
1: um i think we like kwaku kwaku referenced the kind of dinner party vibe before we one of the biggest goals is that we want people to listen to an episode and have that wow moment um, where they just think this is a thing I never even thought that I could care about. like I didn't even know this was a problem, and now I'm amazed at this solution that's that's come about. Um, so I think that's like a goal that we're unified in. Um, but we have personal goals as well like i've all I've been interested in in podcasting. Um, since 2014, I've always wanted to get involved with like radio in some, in some way. And so for me, this project means a lot because it's just, uh, it's, it's an aspiration I've always had. And I, I'm so pleased to be living that reality. I don't (laughs) know if the other guys have similar kind of, kind of goals.
2: I'm just fascinated by people and the founders that we get in to speak to, you know, these are some really cool, really driven and quite often quite bizarre individuals that have decided to throw all of their life's effort at robotics, for example, or at Machine vision, and what you can uncover in you know forty minutes to an hour of speaking to them are these incredible frontiers of technology that they're expanding into, and that 's their life's work that's really, really interesting if you if you can find that angle with them um, then it's it makes for some fantastic conversations and that's kind of that's the main thing i 'm in it for i think
0: uh, look, Amy, you mentioned that you listen to shows that you previously just loved listening to, and now you do it with more of a critical ear. Yeah. Um, to, to any of you, really, I don't know. Just very quickly, what? Why do you listen to the content that you listen to, or watch the content that you listen to? I suppose more than just podcasts. What is it about good content that makes you engage?
1: I think for me, it's two things. Uh, number one, can I learn something? Is, some, is there something that's going to blow my mind? And number two is, is there some kind of escapism? Is there a story that's being told that I can escape into and, and just be in it for that uh, period of time? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm very attracted to content that's kind yeah. of around like design or science or tech because that's the escapism. Um, but yeah, there's also a great deal of learning in there, too. So that's what I look for.
2: Yeah. I, I want to be either learning or laughing. One of the two. <laughs> um. But I think probably I skew towards learning. (laughs) Um, I I like it when there's some real depth of content and depth of character from the person who's hosting. Um, So I listen to the Blind Boy podcast, for example. The the, um, host is just this fantastic thinker that has an insane general knowledge about all sorts of different topics. Awesome person to just kind of take you on a journey. Uh, And it's that depth there that I really, really enjoy. You know, you really Mm -hmm. feel like you come away with something after an episode.
0: And Rob, is there anything else that you'd add to that or is it similar kind of? Yeah,
3: it's it's certainly similar. I think it, I think for me also it, it really depends on just the level of storytelling or the quality of storytelling. I think that's actually maybe kind of an answer to your previous question about what do we learn. It's that, you know, storytelling isn't easy um, and it's you learn to appreciate doing a podcast and like Amy says, listening with a critical ear, what a really good story is made up of. And I think that almost regardless of the topic, if I can hear... A podcast that explains something well and gets you involved and gets you invested um i think it's an incredible thing to bring to an audience and that's definitely something i for as well
0: i've finished all of these episodes with a series of very quick fire questions to our guests this is this is going to be interesting with three of you on the call uh, so, so jump in um we we do try and suggest that you you keep these answers short um I I suppose the first one you could all answer, actually. Uh, So here we go. What's your favorite podcast?
1: Uh, Me, it's uh, 99% Invisible or Quattamuff or Book Riot. Those are my three favorites.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. uh, Reply All or Science Versus.
0: Uh, science versus—that's a—that's a second on the series for Science versus. Okay, um, what subjects do you like to listen to? Uh, we've already said uh, science, and we've said technology and design. Anything else outside of a kind of professional inkling? Yes, go on, Kwaku.
2: <laughs> politics, politics, and philosophy for sure.
0: You see, I, yeah. I kind of escape politics. Uh, with oh, okay. podcasts. <laughs> It's on the radio. So damn, I studied politics at uni. I love politics, but God, it's an escape from it otherwise. But okay, fair
1: enough. Uh, okay. Sorry, go on. I, I love human behavior and psychology, uh, languages, that kind of stuff.
0: How long on average do you tend to listen to a podcast for?
1: It uh, depends on how many hours of Animal Crossing I'm playing at the moment. Um, Going to say a couple of hours.
2: Yeah, I could do a couple of hours a day if it's a really good. One, maybe I could do like four hours on a train journey. That's a long train journey. Yep, I get Scotland a lot.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, probably two hours as well. Yeah, probably two hours as well. Let, less now. There's kind of not as much kind of commuting time and stuff, but but definitely around two hours.
0: We've mentioned that you can listen, you know, when you're, when you're commuting, when you're shopping, whatever else, where is your favorite place to listen?
1: I love to listen when I'm doing something boring, like cleaning or cooking, where I just have nothing else to focus on.
3: Cooking is boring, Amy. That's surprising. Wow. I didn't, <laughs> that's a, extraordinary it's a thing chore. Say, like it's a chore. <laughs> okay.
1: I eat to survive, not for nothing pleasure. I'm you about
3: your co every every interview, I suppose. yeah i think i think the same thing though just any any kind of menial tasks that it's just so cool to just like fill that time with being able to kind of you know learn expand your mind that kind of thing so yeah definitely any chore and then usually playing video games too playing i'm a big fifa player but it doesn't kind of occupy every part of my brain so definitely podcast and fifa at the same time
0: Oh, I think, I think it would just end up washing over me if I was doing something else like that. I'm, I'm useless at computer games, though, so I have to really concentrate.
3: <laughs> yeah, I find it quite mindless, honestly, just sort of like, you know, t- yeah, so I think it's, it's actually quite, it helps you concentrate if anything, so it's quite a nice way of listening yeah. to them.
2: It's on walks for me. So if I'm walking around looking at the world go by, that's when, uh, that's when I'm kind of tuned out and, and into the podcast for sure.
0: Two more questions, uh, and this one might be the most interesting. If you could have anyone on the show, your dream guest, who would it be?
1: Uh, Alain de Barton, no question.
2: Uh, Okay, this is a tough one, so I'm going to go between Edward Snowden and Yuval Noah Harari.
3: Very good one. Uh, For me, Ray Kurzweil, who's this massive kind of futurist, uh, yeah, big guy, big thinker at Google
0: and last one i don't know who's going to answer this maybe just one of you uh whoever dives in first you have an an unlimited pot of money and zero consequences what would you do with it
1: there's only one correct answer for this dave space tourism
0: (laughs) oh i don't know I i think i i i definitely will not be on the first wave of space tourism given our ability to screw things up that aren't quite so complicated (laughs) right look thank you so much for all taking some time to chat and to share uh the story behind what comes next um we will share a link to the show in our show notes but apart from that have a lovely evening i hope that you do find something interesting to do despite lockdown i mean we can go an unlimited exercise now so i suppose there's plenty of time to go thank you so much for having us
2: having us cheers david